Oh, no. Jesse, are you so sad? You're missing the Super Bowl? Oh, my favorite two teams are playing. I don't even know who's yeah. playing. Yeah. Apparently, they're both red. Team A and Team B. And I love Team A, but I also love Team B. It's hard. Hard to choose a winner. It's like the Chiefs and the Buccaneers. Or the Broncos. It's the Reds it's against not the Broncos, because I would have heard about that. Or the, from Denver. Or the... You're from Denver? Did you ever meet that dinosaur? Dippy, the mascot of... No, no, no you're supposed to say which one. No, we're supposed to say the last one. Oh, I don't even know that reference. Denver, the last dinosaur. He's our friend and a whole lot more. You don't know that one? No. Bardic. Mystery. Bardic Mystery Tour is a 5th edition D&D actual play about a rock and roll band who solves mysteries while they're out on tour. I'm Ed and I'll be your DM. Hi, I'm Emily. I'm playing Flo Calhoun. She's a wood elf and a bard. She's the singer of the band Antler Mayhem. She wears an antler crown and bracers of archery and she tries to help people. Hi, my name is Brayden. I'm playing Sammy Stoneslinger. Sammy's the best bard of the bunch. He's the drummer for Antler Mayhem, and he is a rock gnome because he rocks so hard. Sammy comes from a long, proud line of stoneslinging gnomes, and maybe if you're lucky, you'll get to see him, you know, whip some dingers. What's that phrase? Sock. Sock some dingers right into into some giant's faces. Hi, I'm Grundledore, and I'm happy to be... Returning, as I always do, is a a bard. And today we have a guest with us. Uh, Jesse, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, my name is Bardley. I am a forest gnome. I travel the countryside with my floating piano. I usually adventure with the Knights of the Arcade, but I am on a solo quest to find myself and my long-lost uh, little sister, Yardley. All right, you want to uh, give us a little more insight into Knights of the Arcade and let us know what that's all about? Yeah, so Knights of the Arcade is a uh, comedy group that performs at Arcade Comedy Theater every month. Usually perform at the Arcade Comedy Theater in downtown Pittsburgh on Liberty Avenue. And our shows are generally the fourth Saturday of the month. Our next show is March 28th, that's a Saturday, at 9 p.m. And we also go to conventions like Origins and things like that. So if you are ever in the mood to watch some live Dungeons & Dragons comedy, uh, please check us out. I'm the bard of the party, um, so it'll be a real treat to be around other bards for a change. All right. Last time on Bardic Mystery Tour, the gang learned the twisted tale of Guskex and his revenge against Varaxian. But before they could apprehend him, he attacked them with an endless bag of scorpions. The gang managed to seal the bag and exterminate all the bugs that escaped. We join them as they gather their wits and decide upon further action. This is Bardic Mystery Tour. And we're rolling. Alright, so you guys finish up your short rest. You're surrounded by the corpses of scorpions and a bunch of illusionary orderlies. I ask the orderlies a bunch of questions and see if I can, like, repeat the dialogue. Yeah, they have a bunch of, like, canned responses that keep happening. And they keep on referring to everyone as Varaxian. 
Like, oh, Vraxian, it's good that you made it. I can uh, show you to uh, your room. I asked them what 100 divided by zero is and see if it destroys them. <laughs> They're like, oh, uh, it's good to see you, Vraxian. Uh, 100 divided by zero? Let me see. Oh, all right, Vraxian, how's it going? 100 divided by zero? Oh, all right, Vraxian, it's good to see you. 100 divided by zero. Okay, when I leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's suit up and get out of here. What's the game plan? We need to find your boy Gus Gex, or should we, let's just go ask Varaxian where, about him. Yeah, he might have some leads. Yeah. Also, I don't think I've ever met him. Have I? He owns Taverna. Okay, so I have. You, you met, he was the illithid with the pet. Oh, intellect yeah, devourer. brain yeah. thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think that's that's a good plan. Yeah, you're staying at his hotel tonight. Let's do it. But you don't know how many people have been murdered there like these dudes do. That's true. That's I don't a know. bunch. Oh, yeah. We have a special surprise to show you when we get back, too. You exit the asylum into the pouring rain. You have forgotten what it felt like to be soaking and sopping wet after you dried yourselves. But now, soaking wet again. How's my disguise looking, Sammy? I cast minor illusion on flow. You used your disguise yeah. kit in the... Yeah, I was asking how does it look? How's it look? Oh, I thought you were insinuating yeah. I should guess. It apparently looks so bad that he thinks he needs to cast minor <laughs> illusion on um, you. Do I have to roll a deception check to tell her it looks good? Yeah. Yeah. I say it looks great, and I got a deception of 24. Oh, you got to roll a sense motive against him. It's called uh, insight. Mm, 19. Oh, it looks great. Sweet. Looks Thanks. great, Flo. Thanks, Sam. Mustache is falling off. It is raining a lot. It is raining a lot. Doesn't bother me here as the bottom gnome. That's a good point. All right. On your way back, you pass those guards again. Roll yourselves a good, like, uh, play it cool check. You got, like, a deception or a... Performance? Yeah, you can use a performance. Uh, 21. 18. 39. Whoa. (laughs) That doesn't sound right. 29. Okay. (laughs) All right. You walk by. They look at you and they go... Look at that cool walk. I wish I were that cool, like that lumpy dude. That lumpy dude is looking <laughs> real comfortable. I wish I had as much confidence as that weirdly shaped fellow. I've got a big smirk, and, and my hair looks like Peter Parker from Spider-Man 3. All right, you make it back to Taverna. You enter soaking wet, and that tall gray dude is like, and he holds his arm out. We toss him our coat. All right, he hangs it up. All Aid and Varaxian are sitting in the lobby. And All Aid says, oh, Andler Mayhem, how's it going? Things could be better, All Aid. Oh, all right. Do you, have, do you have a rough sound check? We couldn't have any sound check at all because someone was murdered. What? Dirk's dead? No, uh, uh, mm, he might be, but... Jury's still out. No, I forgot about that. Hopefully he did not try to headbutt anyone. But we do have a question. We ran into an old colleague of yours, Varaxian. Does the name Gus Gex mean anything to you? I play a dramatic chord on my keyboard. Uh, no. Oh, oh. Why? We've been misled about some information. He seemed to know you. From where? He's got this whole vengeance thing planned against you. It's very elaborate. Yeah. How old is he? If someone remembers me, they have to be from like a long time ago. I don't know. Um, I guess Vorf told him. Vorf? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Vorf. Vorf and I are bros. We go way back. Where's Vorf hanging out at? We don't know. Apparently, he's dead. Oh. According to Gus Gex. To be fair, everyone from my colony is dead. So, like, that was... I kind of assumed he was dead. Gus Gex says he's your brother. Your illithid brother. Not 
pre. Yeah, Vorf and I? No, no, no. Gus Gex. He's like an ant, kind of, with the little noodle. Have you ever seen a three cream? No. Have you ever seen an ant? Yes. Imagine that much taller, bipedal, with four arms, two big ones, two little ones. And kind of like a fucked up Zoidberg mouth. Yeah, purple. Uh, that'd be cool. Uh, oh, like mean, my mouth? Kind of like you a, mean? Not that. Like a normal Zoidberg mouth. Did you just call my mouth fucked up? You need a drink for Axion? Sure, you running up to the bar? Yeah, just to cause a distraction. Oh, from okay, this yeah. Fucked up mouth comment. Yeah, grab me a uh, gin and tonic. All right, I'm just going to get a picture of gin and tonics. Whoa, okay. And one for Axion. No, it was like, oh, yeah, man. He just uses like the sprayer thing, and just comes out gin and tonic already. Dude, Noga's the best. He can make any drink in the world. He's like, oh, good to see you, Sammy. Hey, you too, Noga. Keep up the good work. Yeah, man. All right, right back down to the conversation that we're supposed to be having. All right. Do you give uh, Vraxine his uh, gin and tonic? Yes. He just puts his mouth over the entire glass and just kind of like... <laughs> ice and all, it's just gone. He's like, oh, yeah, I love gin. Oh, yeah. I, uh. So this Gus Gex character... Uh, that's pretty hot. He looks like you... Are bursting out of an ant suit, basically. Oh yeah, I mean, I probably like it was. It was a three green, yes, whatever yeah. these are called, and yeah. uh, it got you know infected. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he says he's a disciple of Vorf. And- I would just call him an illithid. Okay, well, we wanted to describe his physical appearance so that you would know. Yeah, because if you he said was. he's an illithid, I was like, what is he like? Half crab? Is he half person? Is he right? What were you half before? Half egg. I, my host was a human. Yeah, see, that's why you look like this. Yeah, normal. Yeah. So anyway, he's a disciple of Vorf, but Vorf's apparently dead, and we don't we don't know. He said something about how you betrayed the colony? What? Yeah, I don't know. I would never betray the colony. Yeah, he said you were the lamest, and he was the illest, Lithid. I should kill him. Yeah, but he has a whole trap set up for you, apparently. I'll give him the kill, Lithid. Yeah, he has framed us for murders in order to hurt you. He he thought you would know all of these breadcrumbs that he left, one of which was the name Udalict. Oh, yeah, the uh, philanthropist that uh, went on that killing spree and got locked up in that asylum. Yeah, why would that be a lure for you to go to an asylum? Oh, I don't know. I just know the name. Because you've been around forever. He probably assumes that no one knows the name anymore. Did you try to ask people about... Yeah, but no one knew. See, I think that that makes it a good, like... And then he locked us into the asylum and tried to kill us with a bag of scorpions. Oh, I got it right here. He has a bag to the elemental plane of scorpions. That's badass. Yeah, I have it now. Can I have it? No, No, it's ours. Well, you can have it for like 20 bucks. 20 bucks. (laughs) Dear. Male deer. Twenty. I'll give you twenty male deer for that. It's up to you guys. I'll take the deal. I think we should keep the bag. I really just would like us to play this show. So we thought maybe Let's open you the had bag some during answers. the show. Throw it out in the audience. Oh, if there's no audience, we can just dump them out and be like, "Look at those head count. There's like a thousand entities." Charge them all at the door because we could. Yeah, well, I think this is a pretty simple answer, right? We just uh, expose the truth, right? We turn over this Gus Gex dude to the authorities. Yeah, if we can find him, because he escaped. And also, we can't go to the authorities. Yeah, but Bardley and I are both on the up and up. That's true, in this city. I'm an upstanding I don't understand how it's fair man. that we're in charge. Like, we're responsible for releasing a vampire, but you're not. That's bullshit. I didn't kill a diva, you, did I? You've probably killed a diva in your day. 
they don't have records of the people I've killed because they haven't checked my coat closet. Well, would you and Bardley be willing to go, Bardley, to the police, to the yeah, I'll turn authorities? Him in, yeah, I'll wear my most trustworthy looking hat. It'd be nice to have him in custody, right? Which hat is that? Um, maybe my my mead hat. Mead? Yeah, it's made of mead. No, it's got like two holders. For like nice. things of mead, and then I can drink the straws. From like them. the straws, yeah, it's like the ballpark. Mead. Yeah, the cops will definitely listen to you then. Yeah, that one's pretty popular back where I'm from. Sweet, you hear Noga upstairs. He's like, "Hey, I can fill that with gin and tonic." Oh, I've never tried that, but I guess that would work. He can fill it with anything you want. What? I can fill it with. I'm gonna something ask. you don't want. Okay, I fill it half with uh, sarsaparilla. I can feel like an old-timey cowboy, and then half with uh, peach schnapps. What's sarsaparilla? I think it's like root beer, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Is it alcoholic? No. no. It has an R in it. It has two R's in it. Did you know that drinks with R's in it can be alcoholic? Yeah. I Name guess. one. What? Robitussin. You're not supposed to just drink a whole Robitussin, dude. What? Vodka. Beer. PBR. <laughs> has an R in it. Cool. So we need to figure out where Gus Gex went to. So or we, we can, can spend another hour <laughs> listing drinks that have the letter R in them. Yeah, either one works for me. I'm not concerned. No, let's do the 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 plot one. Uh, so Gus Gex, we um, could rum go capture Gus Gex. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, we could capture Gus Gex while naming alcoholic beverages that have R's in their titles. Perfect. That's that's more realistic. Every turn on your turn, you have to name an alcoholic beverage with an R in it. And then complete your action. Margarita. You're wasting all your good ones. You're going to need those for combat, baby. Well, let's see. Clearly, this Gus Gex guy knows I'm a stronger illithid. Otherwise, he would fight me one-on-one. He knows where I live. Oh, he doesn't know where you live. We told him where you live. We told him you lived with Mayor B-Dan. We lied to say. Oh, yeah. He went to see Mayor B-Dan, probably, to try to find you. He's going to go kill the mayor. Oh, he's at the police office. He's... Didn't we say... He's yeah, we the told him the ma- or something. You can find out where the mayor lives by going to the city center. Oh, uh, no. City hall. But that wasn't an attempt to try to get him to kill the Let's mayor. Let's say he's not dumb. He is, though, because he trapped us because these two were dressed in like a two gnomes in his trench coat thing and claimed to be Varaxian. He was like, aha, Varaxian, I'm here for you. And... They were like, yep, that's us. I mean, me. To be fair, we're pretty good at disguises. We're real good at disguises. To be fair, I can change form anytime I want. Oh, snap. (sighs) Wow. Once per day. Well, how will we know it's you if you change and come back looking different? That's why I don't, because I'm a rock star and I should be known. Tell us a code word now, so in case it comes up later. That has the letter R in it. Yeah. It is an alcoholic drink. Iron City. Vodka Red Bull. Okay. That would be the safe word. Safe words. Safe phrase. Uh, Code word? Pass phrase. Code phrase. Pass phrase. Isn't there a game called something? Is there a game? What? There are a lot of games. We're playing one right now. It's called Dungeons and Drag Run. What? uh, Jim Carrey and the Cable Guy is like, the password is penis. I've never seen the Cable Guy. Oh, that's... Yeah, you, that's, you that's basically it. the whole movie. That's it, right there. All right, got Well, now I don't need to see it. Thanks. Great. You saved me two hours of my life. Uh, so here's the thing. Clearly, if he thinks I'm stronger, that's why he thinks he needs to trap me. So if we've discovered this elaborate trap he set up, he has to retreat to somewhere. So where would he retreat to? His mama's house. Vorf's building. Oh, the wharf, because it sounds like a wharf. 
Um, that, that, the place with the Krang. Grondledor said his mama's house, and then you said Vorf's house. Those are the same place that Flo just said. I think we should check there. Oh, that's where his mama lives? Well, let's go visit her. We don't really have moms. We have, like, an elder brain. It's dead, though. Yeah. Also, last time we went there, we had to kill some kind of lizard thing. Can we just stop having to kill things in there? All right, where do you think he is? I don't know. We have to get ready, though, real quick. So we got to take Bardley up to our room to suit up, and we'll be right back. Okay. Ooh, I get to wear a suit. All right, then we go up the stairs, but we don't go to our room. Instead, we go to room 209. No, wait, that's not the right room. I think it is the right room. Is that the right room? Maybe. No, 210. Okay. And we introduce you to the Skeleton King. Ooh. So you walk into the room. There's a pile of bones on the floor. There's a throne in the back with a skeleton sitting on it wearing a crown when you open the door the pile of bones jumps up and turns into a bunch of skeletons and they sing this song spooky scary skeletons spooky scary skeletons spooky scary skeletons Great. Then they all collapsed back into a pile of bones in the room. I like I like the trombone in there. All right, that, we didn't really have to give you anything. I just wanted to show you this cool room. No, thank you. I tell the skeleton king that I like his hat. All right, he doesn't react. All right, that's fine. He's not alive. Okay, well, I can still like his hat. All Let's right. roll. Did you want that crown? Uh, no, I'll let him have it. He looks like he, he needs it. Okay. Are we go back downstairs and grab Varaxian. He's like, what? Are we gonna go? Are you gonna come with us to the to the Elder Brain Cave? Oh, yeah, I can show you where it is because I know where it is from when I went there and found you guys. No, I meant like, are you gonna come with us and like meet up with this guy, Gusgex or whatever? Yeah, sure. All right, and then we go to Krang's lair. All right, Varaxian leads you down the rainy streets of Grand Argetza. Huge, huge city, huge city, nailed it. You guys want to do that again? No, no, that was good. I like that. He takes you to a manhole cover. You climb this like weird hill. It's like there's still houses on it, but this part of the ground is like a hill. And uh, there's this manhole cover, and he opens it, and it goes to this ladder. You climb down. There's this immense cavern underneath. There's a circular stone formation full of water that holds a giant, rotting, compressed brain and a huge dragon-like crocodile salamander with... Ten legs just laying dead in this huge pool of water. Is the brain like a little charred and burned and stuff? Yeah, yeah, the brain's a little bit burnt. And like diced to bits. Yeah, the middle's like sloppy, but you can't see that. Do forest gnomes have dark vision? Yes, they do. 60 feet. Oh, yeah. And the lizard's like missing a bunch of its skin. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that skin. We skinned it like a good D&D adventuring party. 
But it's not like a dragon where it has like valuable skin. Would you say it's like a salamander? Yeah. It's <laughs> gross. Clammy frog-like skin. It feels really nice as a base layer. It reduces chafing. So you climb down into the cavern. What's your plan? What do we see? We, I don't know. Do you want to investigate? Yeah. Five. Seventeen. Eleven. That's as low as it possibly could get. <laughs> I was going to say. Ten. All right. You guys don't see anything out of the ordinary? It seems a lot like the place was last time you were here. Uh, we just call out, Gus Gex, show yourself. I light my lantern of revealing, and I kind of walk around. Does it show me anything else? Flo's wandering around with her lantern of revealing, and she passes by that stone circle, and you see Gus Gex crouched down, invisible, next to the stone circle. Uh-huh. I pretend like I don't see him. All right, roll a deception check. And I say, like, it's dark down here, guys. Good thing I have my lantern. 22. Okay. You see him watching you, but he doesn't seem to notice that you notice. Okay. You should send somebody a message. I'm gonna. But I gotta wait till I get kind of far away. I keep wandering in the darkness towards one of those cannot tunnels. Okay. And I crawl into one. Okay. So that, like, I'm far enough away. And I cast message to Sammy. Got a message for you, and it's added to your brain. You're not insane, it's just a message. And I say, he's here, he's invisible. He's next to the stone circle. Okay, cool. Where did you go? I can't see your light anywhere. And then I come back out of the cannot, and I'm like, guys, I don't see him anywhere. Down, I don't see him down there, I don't know. And then I come back over and meet all my buddies. And I whisper to Flo, hey, uh, let's just attack him. Yeah, I draw my bow. Okay, roll initiative. Everybody. Six. Seventeen. One. Twenty. So, Bardley, you're first. Oh, sweet. But you have no idea where this guy is. Okay. I look around and do I, I don't see anything? No. Okay, well, I'm just gonna cast... Bardic inspiration on Flo because she clearly does. You can do anything. You can do anything. You can succeed at the current task that you're trying to do. Thank you. Is it Sammy's turn? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to prepare to cast Vicious Mockery on any. Gus Gexes that become visible. Okay. Well, Emily put her lantern away, right? Yeah. You pulled your bow out. Yeah, I just set it down next to me. In the water? No. We're not in water. The water is in that pool. We're not standing in the pool. All right. Well, you see Gus Gex leap up and run and jump over everyone's head toward the ladder. But... Uh, you see him for a brief moment as he leaves the cone of the Lantern of Revealing, but you can pull off your spell in that amount of time. Boom. Vicious Mockery. Five damage. And if he saves, he takes none? If he saves, he takes none, but do you need to know the DC of the save? Yeah. 17. Okay. Do you even know what kind of save? What? It's a wisdom save. Okay. 
And so since it worked, also he has disadvantage on his next attack. Okay. Uh, flow. Um, I shoot, I cast lightning arrow. So uh, you can't see him right now because you put your lantern down, but you have a guess at where he is because he leapt and you could use your physics brain to yeah. figure out where you think he is, but you'll have disadvantage on your attack. Okay. I'm going to cast it as a level five spell. Okay. I wish I had a crossbow so I could send out lightning bolts. Watch out for this arrow, cause it packs a billion volts. 18. You got him? You got an 18 with a disadvantage? Yeah. Wow. That hits. 36 damage. Jeez, a man. What kind of damage? Uh, I think lightning. Yeah, slammo. All right, Grundledore. How far is he from me? Uh, he's on that ladder, and you're pretty close. You could probably move and start climbing it and get to around where he is. Oh, he's on the ladder? Okay. Yeah. Is anybody close to him? No, you guys are all kind of like 20 feet from the ladder, and if you run to the ladder, you can get up. He's like 10 feet up it or something. Oh, yeah, I cast heat metal on the ladder so he falls back. Oh, I don't have that. Oh. <clears throat> cast mold earth on the top of the manhole so it shuts it. I'm going to cast. Cast wish. I'm going to cast Wish. And get younger. Wait. I cast Wish and order a bunch of stuff from the internet. (laughs) Minor illusion on the ladder above him and make it look like it just broke as he is from his weight. Your tongue, your nose, your eyes are mine as your senses be spelled by light. Directly on the ladder. Okay. Mando inspire Bardley. Free your mind and on like a fire. With the spell, your ass I'll inspire. Alright. I move over closer to the base of the ladder. You see, he appears because he cast some sort of spell, but you didn't see it when he cast it. So he just becomes visible, but you know it's from casting a spell. And then he just scurries up the ladder and out the manhole. Oh, damn it. Alright, Bardley. Are we still in combat? Yeah. Um, oh, I want to catch up with him. So I said that you guys are all about 20 feet from the bottom of the ladder. He was about 10 feet up. If you pay attention to the last time he moved, you know he moves like 40. So that got him outside. So if you moved 60, you'd be like near the opening of the manhole, but still like... Oh, uh, he's so far away. Can I see out the top of the manhole at the angle that I am? You at? can't see him, but you can see like the sky. Um, cause I was thinking about casting dimension door. Okay. All right. That's what I do. You could take someone with you if you hold on to them. Can't you? Sure. Yeah. I will grab onto who am I next to everyone? You guys are all kind of spread out. Did Grundledore, did you say you went over to the ladder? Yeah. I'm over by the base of the ladder. So Grundledore is like 20 feet from you, but, uh, I'm ready. These two are like, you know, five or seven feet from you. Okay. So I take Sammy and I, I teleport up to, uh, the, to the surface? To the surface, What's yeah. the range on it? Like 60? 500 feet. 500? All right. I go through the dimension door. Suddenly I'm over there. All right, boom. You appear right next to the manhole cover, and there is Gus Gax right next to it. Looking like he's just kind of ducking so you can't see him from there. Sammy. All right. I'm going to cast Dominate Person on Gus Kicks. Okay. Does that work? Do I think that will work or is he a monster? Do I think? 
He counts as a person. Okay, sick. What's uh, a save? It's a wisdom saving throw, and he gets advantage because he knows that we're fighting it against 17. But I'm going to use cutting words on his saving throw. You're cutting words on a saving throw? Fuck yeah, dude. You kidding me? You never. You can do it on damage as well. Are you serious? Yeah. My words could horrify you. My words will bring on strife When you said yourself against me My words will cut like a knife What's the DC? 17? Yeah I guess you know it didn't work Son of a bitch Uh, You rolled a one on your uh, cutting words Suck it I'm sorry everybody They let the whole team down That's pretty close to working bro It's his turn right? He startled that you appeared next to him, and he looked like he was planning something with the manhole once everyone's on the ladder, but now he seems like he's slightly thwarted, and he steps back a little bit, and then he fires a lightning bolt that hits both of these gnomes right in front of him. No. Give me a bunch of D6. How many you got there? Like one or two? There's four right there. You got any more than that? Just give him one. I'm upset because I was going to say, and I move away from you, because I was going to try to head him off so he didn't have as many options to run, but I was like, it doesn't matter. I'll just pick a different direction. And now I feel like a fool. There's all your dumb dice back. Both of you make a reflex save. Do we add our decks to this? Yes. A seven. Oh, you had your dexterity saving throw. You should be proficient in that. Eleven, then. All right. I did also very well, and I got an eight. Okay, you both take 31 damage. Oh, Ooh. shit. That ain't bad. And then you see he throws the cape back and it flutters in the wind as the storm beats down on all of you. The heavy raindrops pounding at you. A lightning strike flickers in the back and thunder slams the entire sky. You're nearly deafened and he whips out this weird two-edged, like, two-bladed stick. And he's got these weird, like, triangles in his hands that he's holding. Uh, Hedge clippers? He's going to cut my hair. Is his name Edward? What kind of triangles are they? They're like... Um, Isosceles? Just imagine like a huge shuriken. It's like there's a part in the middle he holds on to. It's like a sharpened like, square that a, big pieces. That a carpenter uh, okay. would use. Yeah. Okay. Do you like punch okay. with them? It's Wait, really are those, those triangle ones that have the grip that some of the Ninja Turtles had and you can punch straight, you know what punch I'm talking daggers? about? Punch daggers? It looks like a shark's tooth. You, yeah. yeah, it's a punch dagger. Yeah. No, you basically don't understand what they are. You're confused. You can tell they're weapons clearly, but you've never seen these before. No, they probably don't work very well, and that's why people don't use them. I'm not scared of him. And then his skin starts to fade into the background, even though he's wearing a cloak, but he looks kind of like the natural surrounding of rocks, I guess. Just hope he doesn't go naked. Flo. I take Grendeldor's hand, and I cast Dimension Door so that we're up on top. I want to ride... What else do you think? What else do you think that door 
like, I should have waited to cast my lightning bolt. And then I run, if they're right at the side of the manhole cover and he's in front of them, um, I want to run to the right. Your right or his right? To my right. Like 35 feet. Like away from these two so that we're spread out a little bit. All right. All right, Grundledore. Wait, did... Where am I now? Flow moved me or not? Yeah, yeah, you're up by the manhole. Can I see him? Yes. How far is he? From you, like 30 feet. He's pretty much isolated. Yeah, he's standing there. Okay, I'm going to move forward. Oh, 20 feet. Hit him with a shatter. Okay. Level four. Or I'm going to bust you up. My thunder hits like a truck. Wow. Shatter. 12 damage. Okay. And that completes my turn. All right, Bardley. All right, I'm going to do a Cloud of Daggers where he is as a level 5 spell. Cloud of Daggers, shards of metal in the air. Clouds of Daggers, nothing can survive in there. Okay. So that happens at the beginning of his turn, though. Like, you cast it, and then he takes damage whenever he starts his turn in it, or he passes through. Got it. So I do that. And then, as a free action, I'm going to... I mean, enters it. I'm sorry. I'm going to take off my mead hat and put on my construction worker hat. Okay. Sammy. So is he phasing out, kind of like a displacer beast, kind of? No. So it doesn't have, like, a displacement ability. It just, um... More like a chameleon. Like bark skin or something. Well, like a chameleon. I I want to dominate him. I only have one more chance at this. I'm going to try it. I should have inspired you. All right. I cast dominate person. Wisdom save against DC 17. I'm going to cutting words is save. My words could horrify you. My words will bring on strife. When you said yourself gets me, my words will cut like a knife. He has advantage because he knows that we're hostile. He also has advantage because he's a mind flare. Yeah, but I don't I see what I'm saying, you know? Alright. He's waiting for a command. I tell him to uh, stop casting spells. That's your command? Well, that's, I want him to be like, uh, stop attacking us, I guess, is the first command. And then I want him to, uh, I want like, I want to bind him up and have him so, turn himself in. You can give him a command as a free action, mm-hmm. but you can use your action to make him do things. Yeah. Come over and we'll tie him up and then we'll put a, a gag in his mouth. So he can't talk and cast spells. And uh, then we should lock him down to the precinct and turn him in so we can clear our names. Hey there, Kirby's Brayton here. Thanks for listening to Bardic Mystery Tour. As always, every week comes out on time on Mondays. No problems. See, this one probably did come out on time and you guys are all laughing because you don't know that I barely got it done on time.
Um, remember to go to bardicmysterytour.com if you want any more information. And remember to check out the Arcade Comedy Theater, especially Knights of the Arcade, if you want to see more of Jesse. Uh, Jesse was a really great guest to have on, and we really appreciate him. This episode marks the fourth episode of the fourth arc of the third season of Bardic Mystery Tour. There are two more arcs coming out, one that's probably going to have an X name, one that's probably going to have a Y name, and then after that, we're going to have two weeks of break time while you guys get to catch up on any other podcasts that you're listening to, and then back to the grindstone again with Bardic Mystery Tour for season four. So I hope you're excited, and we'll catch you next week. So what are you making him do? Present his hands so that we can tie him up behind his back. All right. And we're going to gag his mouth. Do you want him to drop his weapons? Yeah, I want him to drop his weapons. I think okay. he should drop all of his stuff because a lot of spells you need an item to cast. <laughs> he drops it. 15 bags, all kinds of stuff. So we'll, no, <laughs> hand all of your stuff to flow. All right. He gives flow. Unless it's cursed. This weird double-bladed stick and these two throwing star things. I take them from him and I put them in. My bag. Okay. What else does he give me? That's it. Then we call down to Varaxian. Oh, I said gag him so he can't cast spells with verbal components, but like, he doesn't really talk because he's a mind flayer. That's true. He talks, true. though. We've heard him talk. No, he's telepathic. He only talks. Oh. Yeah. So a three Kreen's mouth, like they click, but his mouth is destroyed by the tentacles. Yeah. Okay. I call down to Varaxian and I say, hey, Varaxian, uh, I've got this guy dominated. How do we bind him up so that he is uh, helpless? Okay, you don't get any answer. Varaxian? I light my lantern of revealing. Does anything show that was invisible on Gus Gex? Yeah. No. He doesn't have anything invisible on him. We go down the ladder. I, I order Gus Gex to stay there. Okay. I tie up his arms with my rope. Okay. I tie up his legs with my garrote. If he tries to walk, it'll saw off his feet. I look down to see if Varaxian's down there. Yeah, you see Varaxian standing on the ground, just kind of like with his hands in the air. It looks like he's touching a wall, but there's nothing there. I guess he can still telepathically communicate with you. And you hear him say like, Sammy, there's like a force field. Oh. In a way. All right. Oh, like he's trapped I, down there. He's trying yeah. to come towards us, but he can't. Yeah. I've dominated Gus Gex, but, you know, I only have whatever, 20 seconds left out of this minute of domination. Okay. Well, he probably used uh, some spell. Can you just get him to, like, unconcentrate? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I tell him to stop casting spells. All right. Braxton's like, oh, all right, good. Braxton climbs the ladder. I just want to make sure he's neutralized before the spell wears out. Uh, well, he can, uh, like, mind blast us, so maybe we should do something that's Can not... I charm him? So domination's way stronger than charm. Okay. It's like charm, but, like, fifth level. So I think we should just knock him out. Okay. The trick is, if we attack him, your domination's gonna fail. What if I turn him into a, a lesser creature? Yeah, can you do that? Can you turn him into, like, a mouse that we just... Hang on to? No, something slow. Only if he fails the save. Yeah, you'd have to fail the save. I think we should just... um Kill him. All hit him with what we got. All right, then we all line up an attack on his head. Vraxian says, I think he looks uh pretty beat up right now. I think we just need to just smack him until he goes down. And if we just all do it at the same time... He'll die. Maybe we uh, get one off before he does. So we're going to attack him all at the same time and not try to overkill him. Because if he doesn't confess to the murder, they're still going to try to find clues... To tie it to Anna Oh, Mayhem. I have him write a confession. At the murder. Oh, yeah. That's not coerced at all. Do we have time? Yeah, he scrolls a confession. I have him write the truth. Yeah, I, I have him write the truth. 
All right. He writes tw- for 20 seconds. And then we knock him out. All right, everyone go. Wait, how close are you? Are you hitting him with your bodies? Are you like... No, I'll use magic? a spell on him. I want to actually try to hit him, you know? Okay. I'll step back and hit him with a shatter as well. Whoa. Okay. Or not. You can do whatever you want. It just seems like a lot of destruction. Well, if I'm too close to him, you guys will hit me. If you're using spells, right? Oh, most of our spells don't just destroy 20-foot... Oh, well, I'll hit him with the two-handed maul then. Yeah. Twice. Here I go. One hit. 17. That's a hit. 12. And then I'll go for a second attack. As soon as Grundledor hits him the first time, you see he snaps out of that spell. And I follow through with a second attack. 21. Hit. It's Nine damage. Who's next? Okay, I want to try to hit him with my uh, construction worker helmet. Like a headbutt to his head. Do you have a feat that makes that into a martial attack? Ah, we can say I do. Okay. Ooh, 18 plus, what What do you want me to add to that? Anything? Maybe I'm proficient in headbutts. All right, look, you hit, but your damage is like a D4. That's fair. Okay. What's your strength bonus? Four plus my strength bonus of zero. Four damage? Yeah. All right, who's well, you next? You get two attacks. Oh, I get another attack. Um, I'm, I'm going to do that again because that worked out pretty well. Uh, nine. That misses. Okay. Gormax skull crusher is in your pocket like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I want to crush his skull. I want to crush that carapace. I'll cast chromatic orb as a fourth level spell, and I'm going to choose to do poison damage. So, I want, can I just pretend I use my sling for this? So, you hurl a four inch diameter sphere of energy. So, I'm going to act like it's out of my. You're going to hurl it from your sling. Yeah. All right. And it's a ranged spell attack. It, armor class 15. It's a hit. Okay. So, I do 68. That's even better than my helmet attack. So, you save for half? No, because it's a spell attack, not a... Jeez. 68? Well, I have 6d8. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a first level spell and I cast it at fourth level. Wow. 21 poison damage. All right. It slams into Guskex. He falls on the ground unconscious, still bound by the ropes that Flo tied him with. Do we want to kill him, kill him? Raxian's like, wait, no. don't kill him. Why? We need him to confess to the police so that they stop investigating the murder. So you guys can play your show tonight. Do I trust Varaxian? I don't know. Roll a sense motive. What's it called? Insight. Sure. Insight. 22. Sounds like it makes sense to you. All right. Grungo, do you think you can carry this with me back? This guy? Gorgex? Yeah. Guskex? He doesn't need your help. He's big strong. I toss. What? Varaxian says Bardley and I should take him to the police station because you guys can't go to the police station. Oh, yeah. That's true. Okay. This Very isn't going to clear us all the way. No, we'll have to kill the entire police force. We will have to still we'll kill Mayor B. Dan. Yeah. Soon. I put on my detective hat. You had a detective hat this whole time? I was waiting for a you know, chance to really use it. I'm going to tell the police that I, my name is Bardley Cooper, teen detective. You guys are just going to wait back at uh, Taverna for us? Yeah. Braxine goes with Bardley down to the police station, and they announce that they have caught the murderer. We've caught the murderer. All right. You caught Antler Mayhem. No, no. Turns out it was a frame job. Uh, here's his confession. 
When he wakes up, he'll tell you all about it, and he would have gotten away with it too, if not for Bartley Cooper, teen detective. But we had all that evidence against Andler Mayhem that was actually just that we don't like Andler Mayhem and there was a murder and we wanted to pin it on someone. Okay, well, that's more transparent than most police departments, so you're getting somewhere. I guess if there's a signed confession and it wasn't coerced, we can use that. He only wrote the truth. All right. Well, see you later. Uh, I walk out with a big, dramatic cape twirl. All right. Or tuning twirl. I don't think I have a cape. Did you guys take his weapons? Yeah, I have them all. Well, that stick happens to be called uh, Githka. How you spell that one? G-Y-T-H-K-A. And those two throwing stars are called Chakchas. C-H-A-T-K-C-H-A. And I didn't even make that word up. D&D made that up? That's in the monster manual. Sweet. It sure sounds like Shakcha. Shotcha? 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 Shotcha-con? Shotcha-con? All right, cool. Well, we're waiting in our hotel room. All right. So Bardley and Varaxian show back up and they're like, oh, they said uh, investigation over. So I uh, guess you guys can play a show now, right? I hope so. I don't know. As long as that guy managed to get the insurance to buy him some more liquor. Yeah, the bar should be back open. I mean, I think they still are mad at you about the vampire thing, but... I think that the flyer says it's like uh, a show for, like, Mantler Aham. It's like code so that all the criminals know to come, but the police will never figure it out. Um, we should check on Dirk. Oh, I forgot about Oh, him. you want to find Dirk? Yeah, he's probably tied up in the base of a drug den It's or probably something. cold because it's raining. It's still storming all day. Well, is he in our room? No. Okay. We go find Dirk. We go, go back to Westgate. All right. You go to Westgate. By now, the sun is starting to set somehow. Uh, well, time passes like that. You wander the alleys in the back streets of Westgate. You find Dirk talking to like homeless people. And he's like, oh, hey, guys. Hey, Dirk. How's that hat treating you? Oh, it saved my life like four times. Yeah, it's a good hat. Yeah, I almost got eaten by a bugbear. Is there a lot of, like, blood and viscera dripping off the head? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, don't eat that hat, bugbears. I meant not a bugbear. Bugbears don't eat people like that. Bugbears are, like, goblins, but big. Like an owl bear? Yeah, remember I got that confused that one time? Some sort of bear. I fought an onk egg. Wow. Wow. You assume that's a lie, because it probably would have killed him. Yeah, and we know what that is. Yeah, I know everyone that plays D&D knows what that is. Hey, um, so turns out, show's back on. Oh, really? Yeah, so we're going to need you to hand over the drugs you got. Yeah, we're turning over a new leaf. Oh. Uh, a green one. I did get a bunch of drugs, <laughs> and then he pulls out four boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Oh, yeah. Those thin mints. That's all you need. He's like, that's the hard stuff. He's not wrong. I eat a Samoa. Same. Oh, yeah. Then you head over to the Wicker Wagon. Head yeah. to the Wicker Wagon. Does it seem like cleaned out and open for business? Yeah. Maybe we can get Noga to come bartend. You think he can leave to Verna? You'd have to ask him. Do you think we have time to go get him? I don't know. We have to get our equipment in here. Yeah. We talked to the owner, a half elf named Elil. Elil. Elil? L E L I L. Elil. Elil. I still don't know how to spell this. Me either. Anyway, he says, Oh, what's up, Mantler Ahem? And he uses air quotes and he gives you the elbow. Oh, not much. Illel. I don't get the joke. Hey, um, is the show back on? Yeah, the insurance payment came through. I bought a bunch of liquor and, uh... In a day? Found a new bartender. 
<laughs> wow. R.I.P. Last bartender. Yeah, I mean, he was my friend, but... We'll do a benefit show. We'll give 2% of the proceeds to his family. I was just going to give the whole door to his family, so... Oh, okay, that's fine. Do you have uh, any postcards or anything for sale? Or do you know a place? I think the flower shop sells postcards. Oh, sick. Wait. We should go back to the insane asylum and see if there's just some sitting in the oh, gift shop at yeah. the asylum. We have to, we to go. We'll be right back. All right. We're going to send Dirk to go get our stuff and load in and we'll be right back. Do you need anything else from us? No, it should be good. Oh, I do Dirk a solid and I cast press digitation on him and dry his clothes out. He's like, oh, thanks, Sammy. No problem, Dirk. Then he walks out to the van to get this <laughs> equipment. <laughs> Go to the asylum? Yeah. All right. Is there a gift shop? Yeah. Uh, what is there for sale? Just postcards. That's it? And, like, uh, novelty straight jackets. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, I don't need one of those, but we could use one for restraining someone later. <laughs> we'll get two or three just in case. <laughs> oh, do we try to, to pay the fake orderlies or is that spell gone that's still going on i make sure to retrieve my garrote whatever happened to it it was tied around no it got turned in oh no it's gone we gotta get you another one i have to figure out another way to murder people finds a piano and just starts tearing it apart there probably is a Bartley's piano crying Bartley, i tear apart it has spell protection well i grab a bunch of postcards i'm ready to go back when you guys are yeah all right you go to the Wicker Wagon. All the regulars show up because it wasn't like a super announced show. But then uh, you play a rock show. During this show, I use uh, the animate object spells to make all the like silverware and glasses like dance around to the music. So it's real cool. A valid use of a great spell. <laughs> That's a level five spell, so I'm glad I <laughs> saved it for this. I want to play this show wearing the novelty straight jacket to make it edgier. Yeah. Like Marilyn Manson. Hello, Westgate. We are Mantler AM. And then we bring our friend Bardley up on stage to play the last song with us. This song is called I've Gained the Most Valuable Possession Today. And it's a foam cowboy hat. And actually, I already had it. It sounds like a real tearjerker. Yeah, it's very sad. But also uplifting in a way. Don't you call me names like that I'm a collector searching for 
the top of my briny brain bin. My mighty cerebellum with four purple flagellum can outthink thanks to my thick corpus colossum. When it comes to logic, I've already thought it. Mental exercises that could topple an acropolis. Bishop or priestess or caliph or abbess. Your puny minds will crumble when you duel my hulking consciousness. And then after the show, there's a forest gnome in the crowd that sees Bardley, and she's like, Bardley, it's me, Gardley, Gnarly, Yardley, Hardly. Which one is it? Stop naming his sisters and tell us which one it is. Yardley. Oh, hey, what's up? Not much. I'm working on my, uh, you know, my master thesis. Oh, is that where you went? Yeah. Oh, I could have, you know, left a note or something. Oh, I sent a postcard. Oh, okay. You um, didn't you didn't move and change your address, did you? We did, actually. Oh, I was sending one like every month, and I've been waiting for a reply. Oh, okay. Now whose fault is it? Yeah. Cool. Good to see you. All right. Tell mom and dad I said hi. Yep. Wait, I are they dead? No, no, they're they're still they're doing good. Oh, that's cool. Dad's like really into painting now. Like painting miniatures? Yeah. And um, movie sets? No, j- just just miniatures. Just miniatures of himself, actually. He makes like little little gnome dad. But not like um, like RPG miniatures, like uh, soccer miniatures? Bobbleheads. He's invented a, a whole line of bobbleheads, and they're, they're really catching on. He, he paints them all. Sweet. So he's, he's keeping busy in retirement. That's good. Well, uh, good luck with the whole uh, academic music thing. Sounds, sounds uh, interesting. Yeah, I actually invented three new notes now. Oh, okay. Can, can I hear them? Yeah, one is G. Shardley. Oh, nice. Nice touch. One is F. Floppy. Okay, that one's not as good, but keep going. Yeah, it, but it's necessary. Okay. In order to achieve A. Upset. And I shit my pants when, when she says A. Upset. <laughs> Speaking of which... And I invented one uh, that you can't hear, but you can smell. Check this out. <laughs> wow, this is a really good family reunion. I need to roll a, a die to see what my success is on that. On whether you can smell my note. You gotta roll a perform check then. Well, it's 27. Wow. You expect a foul smell coming from Grundledor, but actually it's like very floral. That's because I ate one of the lopid petals when no one was looking. Oh, yeah, I need to go get my flower crown and all those boutonnieres. It's not ready until tomorrow. Well, uh, you know, fun show. Yeah, well, now that I've, you know, uh, done what I set out to do, I'll probably go back to Gyllenhaal, uh, catch up with my friends. But uh, it's been real. 
and I like pick up my stuff and I put it in like a little bindle. Hey, don't forget, you can stay at Taverna tonight and then head back in the morning. Uh, no, that's okay. I like going where the stars call me. And I look up at the stars, and you all look up, I assume. And then when you look down, I'm gone. It's still raining, though. Oh, okay. There aren't any stars. <laughs> Everyone looks up, <laughs> then he's gone. That's awesome. All right. You guys head back to Taverna? Man, what a great guy. Yeah, we head back to Taverna. Well, I don't know. Yes, I'm down. Okay. Uh, oh, I want to leave a else. note for Dirk that says he can keep the razor hat. Oh, uh, yes. I mean, you saw him. Oh, you mean you, because you disappeared, so you don't want to show up again. No. You got to ruin the effect. Keep the dramatic effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, hey, you make it back to Taverna. It seems like everyone's already gone to sleep for the night, except for Noga, he doesn't sleep, and Varaxian's sitting in the lounge. So I just mean Olaid is the only one who went to sleep. Well, and that like weird doorman, but he like sleeps in the coat closet. Yeah. Because he's dead. And oh, he's then, dead? Yeah, he's dead. But Varaxian is sitting in the lounge with uh, Polyp on his lap, and he's petting him, and he goes, uh, yeah, it turns out, in order to confirm the confession, they brought Gus Gex. Back to consciousness, and then, I mean, he tried to kill a bunch of them, and that was a problem. But uh, I had a conversation with him about, uh, he thought that I betrayed the Elder Brain, but really I just disappeared because I got locked in Taverna, and it was not that much longer before, like, the colony got attacked. I guess no one wants, like, a colony of Mind Flayers eating their people. But so, Vorf left after the colony was destroyed and raised Gus Gex to exact revenge. And he's been plotting revenge for a long time, so. But is he dead? Gus Gex? No, Vorf. Yeah, Vorf's dead. What about Gus Gex? No, he's just, uh, he's in brain jail. He's just serving out his time. Yeah. He's gonna be reformed, I think. Really? He's only the one murder. That's like, what, three or five years? Well, that's all you get for murder? All right, well, we had kind of a long day, so we're going to hit the hay. How'd the show go? Oh, it went really well. We got paid four million gold. Wow, bet you can afford to pay for your hotel room then. No, no, we have a special deal. It's for free Oh, with the owner. Only because you saved my life. How much did we actually get paid? Well, it was a smaller place, and it didn't get advertised as well. So you got like 500 gold. Nice. You know, the proceeds go to the bartender's family. Yeah, they said that, it. but then they lied. Oh. I say we give the proceeds to the bartender's yeah. family. Okay. All the proceeds went to the bartender's family, and everyone except for the bartender's family lived happily ever after. <laughs> Another burrow is saved, thanks to Antler Mayhem. show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.
Bardic Mystery Tour is recorded at Looking for Group Pittsburgh. Looking for Group Pittsburgh is a land center in the Brookline neighborhood of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. If you're in the area, stop by for games, co-working, or events. Find more information or schedule your next party at lfgpgh.com.